0: You're listening to episode number 59 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting all about exogenous ketones, signs that you need them, working out with them, using exogenous ketones when fasting, combining carbs with exogenous ketones and what happens, a bunch of ketone misinformation, side effects of exogenous ketones, and simplifying all of the exogenous ketone, MCT oil, powder, keto collagen stuff out there. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from healthfulpursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. One of the most challenging parts of starting a ketogenic diet is, well, starting it and maintaining it by preparing healthful, high-fat food that tastes good and is easy to make. Part of the struggle is figuring out what to eat, when to eat it, and how much. Did you know that I prepare weekly keto meal plans and deliver them to inboxes everywhere? Yep. Balance Keto is a meal plan program that delivers simple keto recipes, shopping lists, and everything you need to chow down on keto week in and week out. Get more information at healthfulpursuit.com slash plan. Plus, there's a free seven-day keto meal plan on that page for you to give it a whirl before you jump in. Now, let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com podcast E59. And the transcript is added to the post above three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. Let's hear from one of our awesome partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs, and we all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system, as well as boosting overall energy. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical, additive dye, and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar, and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, you can receive an instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com keto. And if your jaw is tired just thinking about beef jerky, I gotta tell you that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist. With a little snap. Again, that's paleovalley.com/slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. And if you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or want to submit praise over above the review, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com review, those reviews are really important. Please, if you haven't already reviewed the show, please do so. You can reach me by emailing info at ketodietpodcast.com. I got one exciting announcement for you guys, and this ties into our entire conversation today on exogenous ketones. I chatted with my friends over at Perfect Keto, and they're offering 20% off all of their exogenous ketone flavors. That includes their new coffee and vanilla flavors, as well as their classic peaches and cream and chocolate sea salt flavors. So you get 20% off from now, today, until November 19th, 2017 at 12 p.m. Eastern. So you can go to perfectketo.com slash ketones to check out their flavors and take a look at the offer and see if it would fit you. I personally love their new coffee and vanilla flavors and I've started combining the two. I usually just add them to water. I don't need as much as an entire scoop, so they last me a lot longer. I usually do about a quarter of a scoop to half a scoop a day, and I find that that just makes me feel better. But if you give it a try and you love a certain flavor, I'd love to hear from you. So we actually did a episode, episode 41 on the podcast about exogenous ketones. And in that episode, we chatted about how to use exogenous ketones, how they're made, why perfect keto is the choice that I make for exogenous ketones, and also using exogenous ketones to get into ketosis, reducing inflammation, overcoming stubborn weight, and the differences between MCT oil powder and exogenous ketones, and some signs that point to whether so you should take exogenous ketones and other signs that point to maybe you shouldn't take exogenous ketones. So if you're interested in that episode, I'll include a link in the show notes, but it's healthfulpursuit.com podcast slash E41. If you listen to the podcast on any podcast player, you can also listen to episode 41 if you're curious about more exogenous ketone stuff. I think overall right now in the ketogenic space, exogenous ketones are the most controversial, less understood supplements. So I really wanted to have Dr. Anthony Gustin back on the show to chat with us about it specifically. Now, Dr. Anthony Gustin is a board certified sports physician, a functional medicine practitioner, and an overall food and fitness skeptic. His focus has recently shifted from private practice to creating products that improve the accessibility for whole food nutrition and ketosis with his company's Perfect Keto and Equip. In addition to publishing his health reports on his website, dranthonygustin.com. And yes, Dr. Anthony Gustin's company is Perfect Keto and they are a sponsor of the podcast. Pod- podcast. Podcast sponsors have zero influence on the content that I share on the show like ever if you know me you know I'm a rebel I don't like to take instruction so our podcast sponsors are just there to support the show and everything the healthful pursuit team comes up with for the podcast is a hundred percent from us or questions from our community and feedback from customers and is not controlled or influenced by our partners at all many listeners have questions about exogenous ketones so I thought it best to have my friend Dr. Anthony on to chat with us about exogenous Ketones. If you remember from episode 41, he'll be the first one to say that they are no magic supplement and they're not going to fix poor nutrition choices. So again, you can listen to that episode at healthfulpursuit.com podcast E41. And let's get to this interview. qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. Hey, Dr. Anthony, how's it going?
1: Fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm so good. Thanks for coming back on the podcast.
1: No, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, cool. So I just want to hit the ground running with this because we've had so many questions about exogenous ketones. And we just thought we should have you back on to almost like a rapid fire question episode of all the questions that people are asking us in our healthful pursuit community directed at you to help us understand exogenous ketones and their benefits and even how to use them a little bit more. do it okay so first off we were chatting before we started recording that i was reading in the ketogenic bible if you guys don't already have this book you must get it because it's really geeky and awesome but in there it was talking about how exogenous ketones can help create more brown adipose tissue can we chat a little bit about that and the benefits there
1: yeah so people aren't aware brown adipose tissue is just a type of fat sometimes accumulated around the neck and other places in the body that actually help a thermogenic fat burning effect which just means that through heat you burn more fat and so while with a lot of things with exogenous ketones since the research is still very early we're not sure in the exact mechanism but there have been several studies like the grind and jacob in the book pointed out that exogenous ketone supplementation even in the presence of carbohydrate can upregulate and increase the storage of the uh, brown adipose tissue which is fascinating
0: yeah, it's so cool. I had to read that page over and over and over again. Like, what? <laughs> That's really exciting and it'll be cool to see how studies continue to support that or or get a little bit more detailed in in all the things. Okay, let's get started with our first question, which uh, is what are some signs that someone should try exogenous ketones?
1: Yeah, so a lot of things come to mind here because I think there's so many things you can use them for. And so Number one, I think if people are interested in a ketogenic diet and want to see how it feels or how they would perform or think or operate on it, whether it be you know exercise, mental clarity, or just how their body kind of wouldn't normally feel on, on a high level of ketones, I think that's a good way to just, you know, have a scoop or have exogenous ketones that get your body running on some ketones. I think that if someone's trying to increase the mental performance, it's I mean, that's I think I mentioned in the previous episode, that's primarily how I've been using them. It's just stay sharp and focused all day long. Um, I don't need a lot of weight to lose. And uh, obviously, I like to lower my inflammation and keep all that at bay. But mental performance for me is the biggest thing. I think physical performance, if someone not necessarily is doing like explosive work, if someone's doing like CrossFit and powerlifting and things like that, I don't think that those people are a great candidate for exogenous ketones. But I think that if you're doing more endurance work or, for instance, I'm doing more gymnast work now, perfect fit because you actually use more oxygen when you are having exogenous ketones. And I think transitioning to a ketogenic diet is another way that people, you know, some of the stuff when people have symptoms of fatigue or like energy system imbalance where they stopped carbohydrates and they haven't started using ketones yet. So your body doesn't really know what fuel system you use. I think that's a good time to pop those in and kind of lessen that burden. Um, I think going through fasting is another good time where somebody could try exogenous ketones. So let's say, I'm going on a four or five day fast and this is a question that I actually got that I've addressed on my website which is will exogenous ketones stop a fast in my opinion no because what's happening is that you're using the same exact molecule as you would to run on energy and so I think just to make fast more bearable and to kind of supplant where you would feel maybe low energy or kind of um, some fatigue in fasting I think is a good opportunity to use exogenous ketones and this I mean this is just a few different reasons but I mean I think that's enough for now but yeah I think I mean plenty of different reasons why people would want to try exogenous ketones in my opinion
0: Mm, awesome and for those people that are already eating keto feeling great with a ketogenic diet would you say that exogenous ketones can be helpful just to continue to boost brain function or do you see it being a helpful supplement for people that are already eating keto and feeling great
1: Yeah, so this is another thing that I think I covered previously, which is that I usually get about 1.5 to 2.0 millimolar when I measure ketones in my blood when I'm eating a full ketogenic diet, and I can't really get above that myself, but I feel best mentally when I'm at about 3.0 millimolar, and I can't get there without exogenous ketones. And so if I'm using it for mental performance, I feel best in that range, but I can't really get there physiologically, and sometimes males can be a little harder to get higher, but I can't get there physiologically without boosting ketone levels. And so also same thing with performance. It's not turning over ketones for energy when exercising is not really a quick process. And so if you're burning through a lot of that energy, you can hit a wall pretty quick Um, if you're not taking such ketones in a workout. And so that's another good time that even if you are doing kind of a full ketogenic diet, you can have benefits from it. And I mean, this this is entirely dependent on the person's goals. And the thing is, there's very little risk to it. And so, I mean, try it out, see how you feel, measure your ketone levels and see how you respond to it. Everyone's completely different in this stuff. And that's what I've learned so much kind of going through and working with, you know, thousands of people now with these products is that everyone reacts so differently to this stuff. I mean whether that's performance or, or mental capacity or whatever, it's it's pretty profound how individual the effects are.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. My husband, Kevin, he has to take probably like a scoop to feel what I can feel with just a sprinkle in water. <laughs> like I feel it pretty quickly. I don't need a lot of it, whereas Kevin needs quite a bit in order to feel the same that I do. So yeah, even just with two people playing around with trying to figure out how we feel, it's it's interesting to watch. Now, you mentioned a little bit about working out and using exogenous ketones. Can we dive a little bit deeper into if somebody wants to use exogenous ketones when they're working out, when's the best time to take them? Before, during, after workout? Does it depend on the type of workout?
1: Yeah, I think this completely depends on two things. One, the type of workout, but also the individual, just like we were saying before. And so I created the the pre-workout product, which is something that has a lot of other things in it that will help you in the beginning of a workout, say if it's about an hour, we're gonna give or take 15, 20 minutes. And so in that time domain, I think before working out is the best. If you're going after that, I would say during workout is more ideal. And I think anything longer than let's say a couple hours, I would say like once an hour, having like maybe half a scoop of exogenous ketones will help that keep that fuel system buffered. So, like let's say you're running a marathon or a hundred-mile race or something like that, having instead of taking these gel packs that have sugar that your body's gonna crash on. Having more kind of a steady state, like mixing it in with a with water while you're while you're running, for instance. And so I think if it's under you know 75 minutes or so, before it's just fine. Anything over that, I would say every hour or so would probably be the best way to do it.
0: Awesome. And also to do with timing, we mentioned a little bit about fasting and using exogenous ketones during fasting. Is there a specific time that you've seen is best for the fast, like the beginning of the fast when you get hungry on the fast? Like, what have you seen the best timing if you're using exogenous ketones for fasting?
1: Yeah. So for myself, I've used it in two different times. And that's one when I get brain fog, when I'm fasting, usually when I'm fasting, I, I feel pretty good. And so uh, mentally and but there are some times where I definitely hit a wall without any energy coming in. And so I'll use it then. And then also if there's a, if a crazy craving or appetite surge, I use it then to kind of bring that down. So those are two great times that I'd use it to help get through seven 10 day fasts, whereas otherwise I tried and it would be miserable. But, and also I mean people probably know this, but I would highly recommend going into a nutritional state of ketosis before fasting. It'll make your life much easier.
0: Yes, I second that 100%. I don't think I could ever have fasted as long as I do now in keto. It's just comes so natural. I couldn't imagine doing the fast like I do now,
1: just yeah. eating and, and I've tried Yeah, eating moderate to low carb and then just using such as ketones into the fast doesn't work well. It's, it's still pretty miserable. And so I would say switch your body entirely to nutritional ketosis if you're getting into fasting and then from there you can use ketones but otherwise it's so much harder so much harder
0: yeah definitely even to do with timing too is there a wrong time to take exogenous ketones like say somebody takes them right before bed is that going to be a nasty situation
1: it's just entirely depending on on the goals of the individual. I don't think I don't take them before bed because I don't feel any benefit from them, but some people, especially in our Facebook group, said that they it helps them sleep deeper. I don't know if they've quantified this at all. I'd be interested to see kind of data on different stages of sleep and things like that. I don't think there is anything out there that exists looking at that, but some people say that it helps them sleep deeper. I don't I haven't felt that effect, but I mean, it's just one of these things where, You have to ask yourself, what is your goal? And then, I mean, it could be sprinkled in anywhere in the day, depending on your goal, in my opinion. So if that's in the morning for appetite suppression or or mental focus, if that's at night because it helps you sleep better, if it's before a workout or after a meal because it helps with blood sugar regulation, these are all things that completely independent of the individual. And so you just got to test it. And if it fits for your goal and and you feel like you look, feel, or perform better, then I think that that's a good time for you. But I haven't seen any time where it's like, oh, you had it at 3.45 p.m. Shucks, too bad. (laughs) You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So I don't think there's any time in the day where it would would be a, a bad idea. The only time that would be a bad idea is if it didn't fit with your goals.
0: Mm. Okay, cool. And let's chat a little bit about exogenous ketones and who should not use them. We, we chatted a little bit about this in our previous episode, but um, specifically there were questions of, if I'm pregnant, can I take exogenous ketones? Are they safe?
1: So this is kind of a loaded question because people, again, are individuals and You need to talk to your doctor, full disclaimer, like I I cannot give any advice, obviously, to people who are pregnant. They should be no problem because they are, the molecules are bioidentical to what you would be using if you were in nutritional ketosis and pregnant. I think that you need to talk to your physician before though. And I also, if you're pregnant, there's no reason to make any changes while you're pregnant or trying to be pregnant in your nutrition or lifestyle at all. You should keep it pretty stable so you know what to expect. You know how you're going to respond. Everyone's completely different in this aspect. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for any reason. We have a lot of great articles on the website now about female hormones and pregnancy with ketones. But my advice for people who shouldn't take it, um, not necessarily that they shouldn't take exogenous ketones, but when ketosis is not necessarily right for them or even worth it would be anytime times we you, you're trying to grow. And so if you're trying to grow muscle mass or if you're doing explosive workouts, not great. If you are, let's say, you know, a young young child not really worth it. Like you need to you need to get some surges and some insulin and, and get some growth response and, and different types of hormones, and that could be with a growing fetus. So we just don't know. There's not a lot of research out on that right now. And so I would say, if you're already in a state of ketosis and you're going into pregnancy and have already been using the product, should be no problem. But I wouldn't switch mid pregnancy and start adding the stuff in. Too many variables and it's just is not something that I think would be beneficial.
0: Mm, awesome. And in the same sort of line, what is a healthy way to use exogenous ketones that's not focused on weight loss? or more of that disordered mentality. You know, you see other products, exogenous ketone products saying, have your cake, have exogenous ketones too, and you'll still lose weight. And how can one just use exogenous ketones from a place of, I just want to have better brain function and be a, you know, more balanced human. Any tips on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, in full reality here, the the biggest thing you could do to have better brain function is not take ketones. It's to eat real food. And so if you're not doing that and you're eating cake and sweets and all these things and have a terrible lifestyle, you're not getting sleep, you're not having any stress management, you're not good relationships in your life, then I'm sorry, but exogenous ketones aren't going to save you. I wish they were the case. That'd be great. But yeah, I think that not just with nutrition, but the whole lifestyle in general should be taken care of first before you add anything in. These things are called supplements, so they should be supplementing proper nutrition and proper lifestyle that's my opinion so to add into the question of who shouldn't be taking them people who think that they're going to get benefits to replace bad lifestyle choices does it make sense
0: oh totally it does and this is why when it came to exogenous ketone products i chose perfect keto because the fact that you feel that way is just like so great <laughs> yeah i mean it's there's, so great.
1: there's been probably more times than not where somebody asks what they could use a product for and i started digging in a little deeper and asking the questions about how their lifestyle is and like, you no, know, you don't need to be buying exogenous ketones right now. You need to be just buying kale and eating that instead. <laughs> like, you need to get some micronutrients and some real food in your body and see how you feel and get a baseline. And at that point, say, okay, I'm going to add this in to get a little extra here or there.
0: More in my interview with Dr. Anthony Gustin after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true north strong and free, but gosh, am I jealous that y'all in the U.S. get access to Thrive Market. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you 35% off your first box of groceries, plus free shipping and a 30-day trial. Imagine spending only $9.95 as opposed to the $20.99 on raw cacao powder. Or $7.45 on avocado oil mayo as opposed to $13.99 on other online shopping sites. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping is going to transform a regular $100 grocery run into a $50 to $75 Thrive Market order. For the same amount of things, go to thrivemarket.com HP to get your instant 35% off. This offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only. Unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details. So um, one of the questions we also got is people saying that if you use exogenous ketones after having too many carbs, what happens? Because I think there's a lot of mentality and unfortunately other exogenous ketone products and companies have made this a mentality of that. Have your cake, eat your exogenous ketones, everything will be fine. So what happens if we were to have the chocolate cake and then take the ketones. Can we kind of go through what happens in the body? Metabolically. Yeah.
1: So I think there are two sides of this camp and I think they're both wrong. So I think, I think that there's one side that says, Oh, it'll erase all bad problems. You can use it to just fix anything. And then there's another side of the camp that's, that says, Oh, it's dangerous and it'll kill you. And, And it's like, or it's just a complete waste. And both of these, in my opinion, are completely incorrect. So I guess, first thing to dissect here would be saying, you know, how much is too many carbs that, I mean, that's an individual thing, depending on, you know, insulin sensitivity in the individual, if they just worked out or they didn't. Um, but you know, if it's a poor food quality choice, then yeah, I mean, nothing's going to erase that ever. But what happens is even, I mean, they're doing a lot of studies now based upon what happens in, in the body, in the presence of carbohydrates and exogenous ketones, and they're not dangerous at all. So we can just forget about that and kind of remove that entire camp. But also like they they do not, they don't erase bad decisions. And so it's not just like carbohydrates aren't just carbohydrates. And so if you have inflammatory foods, you're never going to fix that problem. But one thing is that happens is ketones are preferentially taken up in both the brain and the heart in the presence of carbohydrates. So let's say I ate some sweet potatoes, not chocolate cake, because I probably wouldn't do that, and then had exogenous ketones after that. If my body says, okay, we have carbohydrates and we have ketones in the bloodstream from an exogenous ketone source, we are gonna use the ketones in our brain for energy and not the carbohydrate. And so you can actually still have mental benefits. And same thing with heart, as far as pumping energy through. So the muscles are kind of like a hybrid that they'll kind of go back and forth and use both. But preferentially, in the heart and in the brain, they both use ketones, even in the presence of carbohydrate. There's also other studies that show that ketones, exogenous ketones actually help lower blood glucose independent of insulin secretion. So what this means is that you can use less insulin secretion to reduce blood glucose in your bloodstream. And so this isn't like a, a magic eraser. So like, like I said, food quality, 100% first priority in in any nutritional program. And so Never eat crap and then try to feel like excelsis ketones are going to help with that. But if you have blood sugar regulation problems, it looks like ketones can be used to help regulate that independent of insulin secretion. And so the reason why you want to do that is all the studies coming out about inflammatory disease long term basically come from too much insulin in your bloodstream for too long. So your cells get desensitized to that and you can't basically push carbohydrates where they need to go whenever you do eat them. And so taking ketones can help remove the carbohydrates, the blood glucose out of your bloodstream without using as much insulin. So that's a good thing. So it's kind of like in between with all these things. There's not one clear answer. It depends on the individual, what they're eating, what their goal is, what they're trying to get out of it. But 100% food, food quality first, that can't be emphasized enough. But do those kind of things make sense as far as, you know, it's not dangerous, but it's also not a magic eraser, but it's also not useless. And so it's kind of this gray area.
0: Yeah, I love it though. And there were a lot of questions about like, is it okay to use exogenous ketones if, you know, I had a sweet potato at dinner or, yes. yeah, okay, yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, 100% fine. Yeah. And I, you know, I do that frequently as well. Like there are times when I eat a little bit more carbohydrates because either I'm traveling somewhere and I want some local food that's delicious or I am training harder and I, I, I want some carbohydrates to fuel or I want more fiber and I load up on a bunch of sweet potatoes. So the, or yeah, you know, tons of different reasons. And I will have exogenous ketones after that, and I can tell you, I do my blood work all the time. That there's been no changes. That, I mean, there's there's metabolically no reason why it would be bad for you. And I mean, our bodies are always using some level of ketones endogenously or blood glucose. It's just to what level. And having a supplement of exogenous ketones is not in any way dangerous. It does not change any biological processes like some people are saying it does
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's this thought of you know if you have a sweet potato and then you take the ketones it somehow neutralizes those carbs
1: yes so there's a lot of things people say that your body can only run on one fuel system and not the other which is incorrect there's some people who say that oh All the exogenous ketones will be stored as fat, which is just silly because it's like 14 grams of beta-hydroxybutyrate and it's water-soluble. And so you just actually, even if your body wouldn't be able to use any of it, you would just excrete it in your urine. But you don't because your body does use some. (laughs) People say, oh, well, then you'll use the exogenous ketones and you'll store all the carbohydrate as fat, which is just completely incorrect as well. So there's all this misinformation about this because my opinion, a lot of people writing about ketosis currently don't do all the work in understanding the science of what happens as things are metabolized throughout the body. And so it's it's, it's never as clear as like, oh, it's this or that. It's carbs or ketones. It's not the case. And so there's always this kind of gray area that you have to kind of dive deep and, and really understand. But like I said, food quality first. And then after that, goals, but do not worry that your body can handle it. It's a very complex machine.
0: Mm -hmm, Completely. Any other things that you hear, like misinformation specifically with exogenous ketones that you think our readers or listeners rather would benefit from? Like things that you hear where you're like, what, where did you even, how? No. (laughs) Yeah.
1: A bunch actually. So, uh, I think that another one is kind of in the same realm. If you take exogenous ketones, it will stop fat burning. I just, there's no yes. reason why this is the case. Again, it's such a small amount and it does elevate and actually probably help with with a couple of things. Appetite suppression, upregulating monocarboxylic so like acid transporters and like so actually having better u- utilization of ketones even when you're not using it, lowering inflammation. Like there's a lot of different reasons why it actually increasing brown adipose tissue like we talked about earlier. And so, I mean, there's actually a lot of reasons why it would help with fat loss. It's, it's not like, it's not a magic pill for fat loss. So I'm not saying that to be very clear. But it did in in no way would stop fat burning, and that's like saying if I were to eat 14 grams of fat from coconut oil today, I would stop fat burning. That just no no one would ever think that ever. <laughs> and so with that same logic, it would it would mean that I need to fast and never eat 14 grams of fat, or I wouldn't lose any fat. And so that that's one thing that that is just uh, there's all over the internet with people oh, oh calories matter, and then, but it's like this is somewhere between like. 15 in in like 60 calories. It's not a calorie issue. Um, another one is that ketones and ketosis in general. So it doesn't really have to do with exogenous ketones, but ketosis in general is something I'm obviously a huge fan of as you are as well, but that it ruins women's health and hormones. Yeah. One of my biggest gripes and I, I wrote this article that was, I ended up putting like 40 sources in it and it was like 15 pages long on my website. But there is again no reason why this would be the case and it's just because of lifestyle error and under eating or over training or, or a variety of other mechanisms and not ketosis itself and i'm sure you could probably go on forever about this as well
0: oh i could i mean it's so everyone i meet that has hormonal problems on keto specifically women when we go through what they eat in a day i'm like yeah well if you're only eating 500 calories a day plus exactly. forcing yourself to fast yeah you're gonna have hormone problems it has nothing to do with keto Oh,
1: eight eight cross foot workouts a week completely cardio on top of that and stressed out sleeping four hours a day yeah 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 it's it's those are the problems to address and not keep like ketosis is not making women's thyroids fall out of their body and like it's so that's another one um I think that ketosis ketones are bad when you're fasting is another one that again it's a it's a bioidentical molecule so it actually, the more you have like that, that's most of the reason they're doing a lot of research that shows that most of the reason why fasting is beneficial is because of the way beta-hydroxybutyrate endogenously works on tissues. And so, in my opinion, that might actually be better at enhance fasting with exogenous ketones because they are, again, literally bioidentical to ones that you make in your body. So, your body cannot tell the difference. They're the same molecule, no difference. And so, that's a pretty huge one, I think. Um, I'm probably going to do some tests on myself like three or five or seven day fasts with just water versus with uh, like an excessive amount of ketones and then doing all these measurements to make sure in myself in that we're we're getting the same inflammation reduction we're getting the same autophagy and other mitochondrial benefits and you know fat loss and i get muscle gain usually when i fast and so i want to track all those things with and without and so i'll probably do like five to eight servings of exogenous ketones per day my gut will allow that just to see differences in fasting so i can put that whole thing to rest as well
0: you mentioned if your gut will allow that, can you elaborate?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the questions you wanted to go over that people have asked is it says up to three times a day, is that necessary and do you need to take that much? Yeah. So, first of all, exogenous ketones in general are not necessary. I think they're beneficial for a lot of different reasons, but completely, un they're not necessary. You don't need them for any certain reason. I think they're useful. Of course, that's why I have them and why I use them all the time, but unnecessary as far as like if you just want a base level of nutrition. However, we, we put an upper limit of three times per day in there because what happens is, if, especially if you're not used to it, your gut, when it uptakes so much beta-hydroxybutyrate and your body's not used to using it, we'll say, okay, we have enough energy, we need to stop taking this stuff in, and it will start flushing the contents of your gut out, and that makes for a, a mess in the bathroom. And so we don't want that. And so a lot of times when people are just starting, we recommend you know maybe a half scoop and then going up from there if they've never been in ketosis and they've never had ketones before.
0: I have an interesting story to share with you. My brother-in-law used uh, used to sell Keto OS, all about Keto OS and really pushed it, really passionate about it and he had a call with his team lead and he was like, I just really need to know how much BHB is in this. Of course, they won't tell him. So I was like, "You know what, friend, just take just take the, my perfect keto. You can have this entire chocolate sea salt one. Just take it, try it." He had a quarter of a scoop and he was like, he called me and he's like, "My gut it hurts. I'm in pain. What's wrong?" You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's because there's actual ketones in this and the product you were taking at three packs a day, three packs a day. He never experienced that feeling. I'm like, back it off, sprinkle it for in water for the next couple of days and work your way up. And he's like, wow, I actually feel. The difference. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's because you were taking not a good product before. So that was a really good indication that the product is just so much stronger and you do have to baby step it if your body's not used to it. But he thought he was because he was taking another product that isn't as high quality. So I thought you'd enjoy that story. I (laughs) mean,
1: I just... I'm not going to be too biased here, but I like our product because I know what we put in it and we make it very clear. Um, Some people don't do that with their products, but yeah, it's it's kind of a good point. Yeah. If your body's not used to taking that that many grams of beta hydroxybutyrate, you can have a response, but just, just grade it up. So start start slow and then add it up. It's not going to be, it's not like three is a magic number. Three scoops is a magic number. It's an entirely independent thing for the individual. So Sometimes less, sometimes more, depending on the goals. There's some days like when I'm traveling or fasting, I'll have, you know, three to five scoops. It just depends entirely on the on the day.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you. So we talked about this in the last episode, but I just want to go through this a little bit more. How does the body process exogenous ketones specifically? Can you store them like you would sugar?
1: No, because they're not sugar, and sugar is stored very differently. Um, so sugar is stored as eventually as triglycerides, essentially. Unless you're talking about carbohydrates as glycogen. So that's kind of just a completely different way. And the exogenous ketones are processed the same way as endogenous ketones are processed and so what happens is I mean, your your body basically breaks it down and it can go into energy systems and carb cycle you know, pretty much immediately and so when you're at a point it, it'll basically recycle them in your body and, and float around your bloodstream and if you're not using them then you'll just urinate them out and so there's no storing them that's where like if you have a coconut oil for, for example or mcts your body can store that mcts less so but coconut oil more so just depends on the length of the chain of the fat and how it's stored and so can, you know it's not a reversible process to go from a beta hydroxybutyrate molecule to a triglyceride to be stored as adipose as fat and so that's it's kind of like a there's some reversible and irreversible biological processes and this one's like a, if you have exogenous ketones they don't turn back into fat or sugar i don't know why they're into sugar um that, that's another question that people ask you is it yeah do, does this store as fat and this is another reason why i don't think that it's even possible to have enough exogenous ketones to increase fat gain
0: because what you're saying is if you just take too much you'll pee it out yeah cool
1: or it'll be self-limiting and we just talked about how that's not fun either
0: more in my interview with dr anthony gustin after this message from one of our podcast partners Perfect Keto is a partner of the podcast. Their exogenous ketone supplement is the most effective, best tasting, and most affordable exogenous ketone supplement on the market, or at least what I've been able to find. Perfect Keto exogenous ketones increase blood ketone levels by about 1.5 millimoles, which can be helpful for keto eating warriors who need a boost in mental performance, energy production, fat burning, or to help adapt to the ketogenic eating style. If you're struggling with keto, take for a couple of days and you'll be well on your way post-haste. Perfect keto is available in chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. My personal favorite is peaches and cream. Just add it to water, shake it up, and drink whenever you need it. Use the coupon code Healthful, all in caps, no spaces, for 15% off at healthfulpursuit.com/slash ketones. Unsure of the link? Simply check out the show notes of today's episode to get all of the details. Could the body become dependent on exogenous ketones, or stop producing as many endogenous ketones because they're taking exogenous ketones? I, this is probably the number one question I get all the time. Is no, 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 I'm not taking that product because then my body will come become reliant and I'll stop producing ketones. Thoughts?
1: Yes. So this is another thing where people just misunderstand biology entirely. And so there's things called negative feedback loops when you do when when this does happen. So let's say you start taking a supplement and your body stops It's like. Anabolic steroids are a good example of this. So if you take testosterone injections, your body says, oh, we have enough of this. We we just stop producing this. And then if you go off them, there can be a lot of consequences from that if you don't do it properly. And so that does not happen with ketones and such as ketones. So there's, there's no mechanism, there's no negative feedback loop, is what you would call this, that would stop where your body would have this thing that would go back and say, okay, we have enough of this stuff, let's just stop making it. Same thing here. Like, If you eat, this would be just completely antithetical to ketosis in general. This is like saying if you ate fat, your body would stop burning fat and stop using fat as fuel, which we all know is not true because of the the now like literally thousands of reports that I've heard from people about weight loss and ketosis. And so it actually helps exogenous ketones and ketosis in general help fat burning kind of over the long run and help your body use fat as fuel. And like essentially what your body's doing using fat as fuel is breaking it down into ketones. And so, it's, it's the exact opposite. So, it's, it would be more so of a positive feedback loop, meaning the more you have, the more you will actually use. So, it's completely opposite.
0: Okay, So, awesome. no dependency.
1: Yeah, and actually increase endogenous ketone production. Because cool. if you have, like I said before, if you have more of a certain channel that your body's using that put exogenous ketones or ketones in general, beta-hydroxybutyrate into your cells for energy production, then what happens is your body will say, oh, okay, well, we have all this availability to use this stuff. Let's just make more of that fat. And so... You know, you, using exogenous ketones will not make you dependent on exogenous ketones. If anything, it will do exact opposite and help you burn more endogenous ketones. Good question, though.
0: Setting the record straight for sure. I think that's one of the biggest things. And there's also a lot of misconception in keto that if you eat too much fat, you'll start gaining weight or you'll stop burning fat because you're eating fat. I mean, I think that there's just a lot that needs to be cleared up on that. So thanks so much for going through the details of those pieces. Yeah
1: and that's is the pretty much the same exact thing when you, when you get those questions and you're probably like oh wow geez we're still we're still we're still here yeah. uh, i think that's how it is with exogenous ketones as well it's just the breakdown of fat and so it shouldn't really be thought of as nutritionally different than like MCT oil or coconut oil it's it's actually like even more of a breakdown of the, of that same fat so that's how cool. i look at it
0: Completely. Okay. So let's chat a little bit more of the side effects because we chatted about um, the gut and the reaction that you'd have if you took too much at once. What does it mean? And I've never experienced this, but somebody asked, what does it mean if somebody feels hungover after drinking exogenous ketones? Why would one respond this way?
1: I don't know what this means either. either, but one of the things that I think this person may be experiencing is when you haven't had ketones before, you haven't been in the state of ketosis and you haven't your brain especially your brain hasn't ran on them it can be like a little overwhelming you might get like a little kind of a brain fog ish feeling where it's like oh what like what, what like how is my why is my brain working like this and not to say like you have some superpower now but it's just something like a, a mental state or a physiological state where you're not used to it and so let's say you've only been at one millimolar before and you've been in nutritional ketosis but then you take a scoop or two of exogenous ketones and now you're at 3.5 millimolar your body probably just has never experienced that before and so that might feel a little weird. I don't I don't know if they mean like the next day they have like headaches and dehydration like you would when you drink alcohol, but...
0: Yeah, yeah so. they didn't get into it. But I remember when I did keto for the first time, I experienced that. It was sort of like I got more brain fog or maybe it was right. more brain capacity that I wasn't sure what to do with it. So my brain was just really fast and I was having a really hard time at things. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: exactly. And, and like, I mean, if, if your brain's running on a different energy system for the first time, you're, you're going to not feel normal. Like you're not going to have perspective on what, on what that even is in me. You know, maybe there is some neural pathway type of modulation that's going on there that, Obviously it hasn't been studied, but you know maybe you're using different parts of your brain because there's more oxygen to be used, and, and maybe that just feels weird when you first do it. But as far as like a, like you wake up and you roll out of bed and you want like want to go puke because you're all hungover, like I don't uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> did you or, mix or vodka the, with your exogenous ketones? <laughs> which is
1: which is a weird trend that I've been seeing with people what? doing. Uh, so I'd I would say that's, oh my that's gosh. Not a great way to take exo- exogenous ketones. So uh, your keto cocktails with exogenous ketones in them. I just don't get it, but it's kind of funny to me.
0: That's like when I went to a kombucha launch party in Montreal and they had like cocktails with kombucha and I'm like, guys, this doesn't okay, make sense. Okay. Like you're, you're mixing kombucha gut healthiness with alcohol, complete opposite. Like what is happening right now?
1: That type of, that type of alcohol, like ethanol, will, will probably actually just kill all the beneficial bacteria in the kombucha, which is kind of hilarious. To yeah, yeah. Mechanism it, of that. <laughs> they didn't even have
0: virgin <laughs> cocktails. I'm like, what is happening right now? So, okay. It's, oh, they
1: only had that?
0: Yeah, they only had alcohol with kombucha. That was like and not the just party. The
1: kombucha alone? No. <laughs> it was the <laughs>
0: strangest thing. It was so funny. Okay, so another question. I received this also when I was on the book tour. A couple of people mentioned it. What does it mean if somebody gains or stalls weight when using exogenous ketones? No matter what the brand, even when drinking plenty of water, you know, doing everything right, eating under twenty grams of carbs. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, again, I'm gonna go back to the sheer impossibility of any brand, no matter if they disclose their ingredient label or not, causing any type of stalling or gaining in weight. It's just, it's too negligible. It's like saying like eating two almonds a day is going to cause any kind of weight stalling or, or weight gain. I think there's probably some underlying thing. Maybe it's hormonal, but I mean these products do not modulate any kind of hormones. Too many variables to tell, especially on in an individual level, but again, I don't care whose product it is any one of our competitors ours whatever it's just i do not see this as any type of contributory effect to stalling or gaining weight and yeah i just i just don't know how else to address this question because i've gotten this question a bunch as well and i'd say like if that's the case like start working in in your you're hitting a point there's a lot of different variables you could address here but i can with near certainty guarantee that no one's exogenous ketone products are going to be causing any kind of weight gain or weight stalling
0: Yeah, I think where I've seen it, and also personally for myself, just hormonally, is if I take too much exogenous ketones, especially if I'm busy or traveling, and I'm prolonging fasting... And not eating enough and also stressed, sometimes my hormones can do weird things. So that's the only thing I could think of is if you're using exogenous ketones, you're maybe prolonging a fast that perhaps you shouldn't do because you're maybe hormonally imbalanced. And then because you're not eating or because you're eating so little for long periods of time, perhaps that could cause a weight stall just because you're not eating because you're not hungry because of the exogenous ketones. That's the only connection I've been able to make.
1: Yeah, I can buy that as well as probably a hundred other reasons.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's but but not one of those reasons would be Exogenous Ketones, in my opinion. And yeah, I, I know that that might seem like a machine because I have a product that is Exogenous Ketone, but again, go buy my my competitor product and I will tell you any one any one of the competitors or people who have Exogenous Ketones, none of their products will do this either.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how I see too, and I think a lot of people think that if if they can just find that one thing. That everything will be better and oftentimes I'm asked like how did you get over a menorrhea? what's the one thing and it's like well one I,
1: crazy I, trick
0: <laughs> no no there was like 400 different things that all work together to create the reality like it wasn't just one thing so yeah,
1: such as um, such the human body huh
0: completely it'd be so much easier if we could just connect it to those things like you know a car where it just tells you what the problem is and then you're like beep boop beep boop and then it's fixed but unfortunately we're not there yet
1: <laughs> Someday.
0: Yes, totally. Okay, so we chatted a little bit about other companies, and I'd love to chat about the new products on the horizon, like ketone esters that give you a quick shot of energy and other ketone-like products. Any thoughts on up-and-coming keto trends?
1: Yeah, keto esters are, are kind of cool because they they raise your ketone levels way more, and but it's just for a shorter period of time. We are not going to launch a keto ester product until they become palatable. Because, I mean, our main goal is to make ketosis more accessible, and that comes with making things taste good. And so if we can't do that, we're not going to launch a product, even if it's going to be effective. That's just one of our many values is, like, it needs to be accessible to people, and that means being delicious. And so if it's not the case, then we're not going to do it. Uh, But it doesn't mean that I don't think people should use them. I think that keto esters, which some companies are coming out with now, I've had them, again, like, I, I have a pretty strong stomach, but those things are brutal. <laughs> they, they are not good. But they do raise ketone levels pretty high. I experienced, actually, last time the same type of effect that, I don't know if the keto hangover person was, was mentioning, but, you know, almost like a different state of, like, brain fogginess, partly because I've never not been to that level. I didn't test that day, so I don't know what it got up to. but. Times where this would work would be maybe when doing physical activity, where you once want like a tiny little shot and having it be in a liquid form might be a little nice, um, or you really want to boost in for let's say different training modalities. Also, like Dom D'Agostino is doing a lot of research on keto esters and oxygen utilization for deep sea diving for, let's say, Navy SEALs and things like that. And so, in applications like that, where the oxygen utilization is way improved in ketone ester, you know, great for that person um but i think that for general person ketone esters like probably aren't gonna be that useful but still a lot of cool like very specific applications and this is kind of like how it comes with with all this stuff the more specific the product the more specific the application and so you go to ketone esters on one end and i'm sure they'll make crazy modifications it'll be even more specific after that and then you go to beta hydroxybutyrate exogenous ketone salts which are I'd say fairly specific for people who want fairly specific goals in a ketogenic diet. And then you go to MCT oil and MCT oil powder, and then you go to like coconut oil, you go to coconuts. And so kind of throughout this change, it's just people who eat, you know, only food products to people who eat like, you know, coconut oil, or MCT oil. And so like the more specific your goals are, the more specific the product can be. And so ketone esters probably have a lot of use cases for very specific things. But definitely, I think some cool applications. But yeah, I mean, same as I was saying before, test it out and kind of have a hypothesis of, you know, my goal is this. I think that using a ketone ester will have this effect on my body for this reason and then try it out and see how you feel. And if if it works for you, then it works for you. Um, and that's how I feel about it. Awesome. I mean, esters in particular.
0: Totally. And you mentioned MCT oil powder, and I love that you kind of created a staged approach to, you know, MCT oil powder versus coconut oil and then exogenous ketones being on the other side. I recently did an MCT oil powder video just talking about how I'll never drink MCT oil again. I'm totally done with it because the powder is just so much easier to travel with, to use. I don't have to use a blender anymore to make my fatty coffees. I just mix it with a spoon or with my frother. Can we chat a little bit about the difference? of mct oil powder and exogenous ketones because when i made that video people were like i don't take exogenous ketones blah blah blah, and i'm like they're not exogenous ketones it's mct oil powder so we can, can we just go through the difference of the two Get yeah in.
1: so the difference between mct oil powder and exogenous ketones is mct oil powder is obviously powder made from mct oil so question again is how do you do that and so i don't know about any other companies right now that are doing this but what we do is we use acacia fiber Other companies are probably not doing it because it's super expensive to do and so people say like oh yours is Super expensive compared to other ones Well, they use cornstarch and all all sorts of stuff and and don't use high amounts of MCT oil But we use acacia fiber and you basically attach the oil to a fiber and acacia fiber is Good for your gut and basically gut bacteria food. And so it's 70% MCT oil and then 30% acacia fiber, which is what it's it's, uh, called sprayed on and so that makes a powder It's like you said beneficial because it's it's not in the oil form, meaning you can mix it way easier and travel with it and not spill it everywhere and get it all greasy and messy. And the difference between an exogenous ketone and that is that MCT oil powder and MCTs in general, which are medium chain triglycerides, some of them will break down into ketones. So that's obviously great. But then some of them will also be used um, just for general energy balance. And so while Ketones are kind of like short-lived, what I would say is think about MCT oil as being kind of a longer energy source that your body can use and recycle and work in a little bit different way than just going straight into the cell. And so exogenous ketones aren't MCT oil, but MCT oil can be considered kind of exogenous ketones. they just break down into ketones. so you, you can get shorter term energy with exogenous ketones and longer term energy with MCT oil. And then also think about it as like if you're looking to increase ketone levels in your in your bloodstream, the same thing as the effect. So, if you have a longer effect, you're going to have less of an overall increase in ketone levels with MCT oil, but you still should have some, a little bit, but the effect is just much longer. Whereas, exogenous ketones, you're going to have a way higher bump but in ketone levels, but it's going to be for a shorter period of time. Does it make sense?
0: Yep, totally it does. That's how I use it. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, how I so, see it.
1: Yeah. And then MCT, and if you're going for a, for instance caloric load and getting calories up there, MCT oil can be used better than exogenous ketones, which in my opinion, the verdict's kind of out on if it even has kind of a caloric load to it. But MCTs are also more satiating and I'd say better tasting than ketones. And so you don't have to put them with salt. they can be really creamy and really satisfying. And so if you're really trying to curb hunger, MCT oil or MCT oil powder can be one of these things that you can put in to help that as far as if it's a, that's one of your goals is to reduce that
0: and it tastes so good
1: yeah it, t- it tastes incredible Especially, yeah i love mct oil and mct oil powder stuff's fantastic it's like you like you said super easy to travel with i don't ever eat when i'm traveling anymore which is kind of like i always get this weird stare from the the flight attendants on like a, i just took a 15-hour flight from australia and then I took a 14 hour flight to Argentina and I didn't eat any of these flights. And I just get these weird stares like I'm some freak who just doesn't eat. Um, But I'll mix in MCT oil powder to coffee, say, and it's completely satisfying. Like I I will not need that. But if I have exogenous ketones, I would need to take them like once every three to four hours where I can go almost a whole flight just having one coffee with with like two or three scoops of MCT oil powder in it. So different use cases.
0: I feel like we would be awesome flight buddies because I do the exact same thing and people look at me like I'm strange, like who's the girl that doesn't want dinner? And I'm like, I am just totally happy over here with my MCT oil powder.
1: <laughs> You'll know, be able to cheers, uh, cheers a little fat coffees. Yeah, my friend and I were flying to, uh, to I think from Australia to Tennessee and <laughs> one of the snacks they were serving was a pizza sandwich with a side of a cookie.
0: What? Oh
1: my gosh! Yeah, sleep and so it was like it—it <laughs> it was a essentially a piece of pizza wrapped in this baguette with a cookie on the side.
0: Sounds but really it was, great.
1: It was before we were supposed to go to sleep, so I don't know if they were just trying to put everybody in, into a coma.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And it likely worked. It's so fun to watch the people eat all the cookies and things oh and they're all just goodness. like dozing off about 20 minutes later and I'm working away, drinking my fatty coffee. <laughs> and and I had a question too about keto collagen and the difference between keto collagen and exogenous ketones because we would get that question a lot.
1: Yeah. So collagen is a protein. Uh, so exogenous ketone is, like I said, the breakdown of a fat essentially And so the keto collagen, the product we have, is five grams of MCT oil powder. So you're getting that fat that kind of helps boost um, energy and provides a little bit of increase in ketone levels as well as it slows digestion of protein down. And so when you have collagen or powdered protein, a lot of times what happens is because it's it's in a powdered form, you digest it very easily, which spikes your blood sugar a little bit and kicks you out of ketosis. And so we pair those two things together. So that it blunts the response of the protein and gives you this nice, healthy fat and stable energy source um, with a collagen peptide. And so collagen peptides are essentially the part of the protein that people don't get enough of. And so I think that there's enough, people get enough protein in general um, just eating muscle meat of animals and, you know, from from most plants. So I think a combination of those two things, most most protein sources are covered. But collagen is specific where it's, it's sort of hard to get unless you're eating c- certain parts of the animal. And so what happens is people overeat protein the general protein and don't get enough collagen or gelatin and then their you know their muscles are taken care of but then their skin and their joint surfaces and the connective tissue all kind of gets brittle over time and so and their gut all gut and all blood vessels all stuff's made of collagen and so i think it, to me it's the most underutilized protein source and so having that helps bolster all of those things and improve all of those those areas so hair skin nails joint services like i said gut blood vessels all that stuff is improved with using collagen and so we pair that mct oil powder plus the collagen peptide so that it's a keto-friendly source of protein that most people don't get versus exogenous ketone is just the breakdown of fat for energy so completely different
0: amazing so great perfect where can people find you if they want to learn more from you
1: Yeah. So personally, I'm on Instagram the most, just at dranthonygustin. And so I'll be posting most of my little keto meals on there. Um, That's pretty much all it is and just me interacting with people. And then the page for Perfect Keto is Perfect Ketones on Instagram and then perfectketo.com. I mean, we have now at this point like almost 200 articles and we're we're trying to do as much as we can helping people get kind of started on the keto journey and, and have as much help as they need and then start there. And then if they need anything supplementally, then our products are obviously there to help help them along the way. But I mean, the, the core amount of what we're trying to do is provide the information so people can make the best decisions on what's best for them. And then after that, you know, if they need a product, they can have a product.
0: Yeah, awesome. I'll include links to the MCT oil powder, the video I did about MCT oil powder, exogenous ketones, keto collagen, and we set up a little offer for everyone listening for exogenous ketones. If you go to perfectketo.com slash ketones, you'll get 20% off one of the flavors or all of the flavors. You can get as much as you want 20% off until November 19th at 12pm Eastern. So go and enjoy and get the things and drink them and let us know what you think. So thanks for coming on the show, Dr. Anthony. So great to have you. And I hope one day you'll come back and we'll chat more about all the awesome things.
1: Love to land. Thank you so much for having me.